Hello, Purdue Navigators, and welcome to room 159. I can't give you a name tag, but hopefully I can give you a great way to connect with peers in the space to reflect on what God is doing in your life today. I'm Elena Kramer, and welcome to our new NAVS podcast. Some of you may remember our old NAV night room in 3rd Street Suites, room 159. We wanted to transport you back into a time and place where we could gather together and encourage one another. And so this podcast is named in honor of the spot where we used to do that best. Join me each week as we continue the discussion from our NAV nights, or whatever it is God's been teaching us, with one of our very own navigators. Think of the student stories we used to hear in room 159. Peers will be sharing what God has been teaching them and how they have been connecting with God when connection is the weirdest it's ever been. Hopefully this is a time for you to tune in, find encouragement, and leave with newfound excitement to step into whatever it is God is offering you today. This week, we are doing something a bit different. Last Friday night at NAV Night, we heard Wanda Anderson's talk entitled, Where Are You Living?, where she focused on Psalm 91 and how we can choose God as our dwelling place, rather than earthly things that can create fear rather than peace and true safety. We're going to begin this week's podcast talking with Karina, who is a bit of a Psalm 91 expert these days. We are going to be talking to Helen a bit, too, to get insight on what the talk last week meant for her. Let's get started. Well, hey, I'm here today with Karina Abraham. Say hey, Karina. Hi, everyone. I am excited to hear what Karina has to say because we're bringing her in as our Psalm 91 expert for the day. Just a little bit about Karina. The first time I met her, we were in a cornfield. Do you remember that, Karina? <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. That was yes. a fun time at Exploration Acres. Yes, it was at Exploration Acres, and we gave Karina because we quickly realized that we were all struggling and if we just gave the map to Karina she would be the one to help us to escape the clutches of the super (laughs) tall corn and the corn maze and the other thing we learned about Karina (laughs) is that she's a whiz at um, also being able to chart satellites so if you're ever interested in knowing when like the International Space Station could be flying overhead in a location near you ask Karina She'll know. It's pretty cool. So why am I telling you all of this? The point is, Karina is awesome, and she has very cool things to share with us, just like her knowledge of satellites and maps. And so, to kick us off, Karina, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit more about yourself so that we can get acquainted with you? Sure. Well, I'm a sophomore studying aerospace engineering at Purdue. Um, I heard your podcast with Tyler Um, Y'all were talking about how engineering can be anything that you want it to be. And honestly, that's very true. Um, I mean, we have multidisciplinary and engineering here, so you can really do whatever you want. I think we have some students doing humanitarian engineering. Yeah, it's actually a thing. It's crazy. I really want to learn more about what actually they do. But yeah, I I definitely concur with that. Aerospace engineering is one of those where you just like slam two engineerings into each other and then voila, you have an engineering. So is aerospace engineering, is that rocket science? 
It's rocket science and plane science. So the full name of the engineering degree is um, aeronautical and astronautical Damn. engineering. So you learn about how planes work and all the equations behind lift and drag, power and thrust, how planes can move forward. Um, and you also learn the equations about orbital mechanics, um, how rockets work in space, because space is a lot different from, I guess, the conditions we right. have here on Earth. Um, and so you learn both of that in the same degree. And I found that I really like the astronautical engineering mm -hmm. side of things, not the aeronautical sure. side. So of how things so, move in yeah. space is more interesting, perhaps, than here on Earth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot more variability that can happen here on Earth. I guess right. air is really <laughs> Lots of friction. in space. There is not. Gotcha. Yes, there you go. So. <laughs> There's also different types of friction. Did you know that? No, all I know different about types friction of air is drag. what I learned from Bill Science Guy in third grade. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love know. Bill He's good. I'm glad. I mean, anytime we can bring Bill Nye into a conversation is a really good thing. So we're off to a really good start today, Karina. <laughs> I agree. Cool. Well, if you guys haven't been able to notice, Karina knows a lot of about um, flying things in the air. But we brought her in today to talk about Psalm 91 because I heard that your family has been reading Psalm 91 on a consistent basis. How did that start? Sure. Well, my family has been reading the Bible and praying together um, at night ever since I could remember, awesome. honestly. Um, in general, we like to read through a book of the Bible or we'll work through a devotional. And I found that it really helps us to stay grounded together in our faith yeah. as a family. Um, as for reading through Psalm 91 specifically, I believe that we started doing this around the beginning of March when things in the U.S. started to pick up pretty mm -hmm. quickly. And um I remember this happened before I came back from Purdue. So when I came back, we had, I guess, it had been a really, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we had been reading Psalm 91 yeah. together before I had come um, back Perfect. home. So it, it seemed like it was something that they had been doing for right. a really long time. So I just kind of joined yeah. in on the fun. but. Um, my parents are big believers of speaking the word of God in order to help us believe it more. So we've been reading it every day since that. That point. is awesome. And so not everyone on this um, podcast perhaps has heard of Psalm 91 or knows what it has to say. So I was wondering if you could give us just a brief synopsis on the gist of that psalm in the Bible. Sure. Well, Psalm 91 is a chapter in Psalms that talks about how God protects mm -hmm. us through difficulties in life. It talks about how he will protect us from any um, pestilences that we may come across, um, how we can trust God that he will be our refuge and our strength, and how he will deliver us from anything that we might come across. And I found that it's been really helpful for me throughout yeah. the years. Very well said. And uh, so in case you guys haven't caught on, this is a great song for our times now. When we've been, um, I guess, more aware of how we need to rely upon God for protection, maybe than we ever had before. And so um, that's kind of the general synopsis. But I'm curious, Karina, what have you been learning personally during your times reviewing Psalm 91? 
Sure. Well, Psalm 91 has been a chapter that I have more or less memorized throughout the years. I actually memorized it completely a couple awesome. years ago, and it greatly encouraged me <laughs> during a hilariously traumatizing incident involving my home security oh, alarm Oh my system. gosh. But that's a story <laughs> yeah. for another day. <laughs> um, but there have been many times, many themes that have stuck out to me throughout the years, and even more so now. Um, a word that is mentioned a lot in this chapter is the word mm. refuge. And to me, a place of refuge is a place of rest or a place of peace. Um, it's where we run to when things seem to be falling apart. And so the question that has stuck out to me a lot recently is where do I run to when I need peace? Yeah. I mean, do we try to numb ourselves to the pains we might be experiencing or run to others to augment our right. self-esteem and minimize our insecurities? Mm-hmm. Or do we run to God to satisfy our inner longings or to ease the worries off of our shoulders? I know that he's more than willing to ease my burdens, but how often do I let him? And so I think this chapter (laughs) really emphasizes that we need to seek God's help in every situation, especially now. He doesn't promise to remove our trials from our lives, but he does promise that he won't leave us or forsake us. That is exactly right. I love that you point that out because I think we are so good at coming up with literally any other way to try to help ourselves out other than turning to God, you know, and um, it's like I think of that quote uh, from Thomas Edison where it's like, you know, I found 2000 ways to make a light bulb, but uh, you only need one way to make it work. You know, it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of how it is with God. We yeah. found all these different ways to try to make life work when really the one solution is just asking God to be our everything, really. So that's cool. I'm glad that that's something that you've been learning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a major encouragement throughout the years for me. So, and you've been doing this with your family, which is super awesome. And I'm curious too, what's something that's come out of that time with your family? Has it done anything to your relationships or anything like that? Well, in general, I spend a lot of time um, with my family, but reading Psalm 91 together has uh, allowed us to agree together to Mm -hmm. trust the Lord for Mm -hmm. his provision. Um, We talk a lot about the recent news involving the coronavirus, but throughout these conversations, there's this understanding that it Mm -hmm. won't touch us. And so we can discuss the news without being afraid for our future or our extended family's future or the people that we know, our friends and family. And so I'm th- so thankful for the precious time that I get to spend with my family because I know that it will be cut short come yeah. August. I think that's an awesome point that, I mean, when you are so rooted in God's promises and rooted in his promises as a group, then you're living out of that security in God rather than being swayed by the fear that we see. What I love is that your family hasn't decided to stay away from the news you've just figured out how to be anchored in christ while also paying attention to the news you know right yeah you can't avoid the news i mean it's everywhere if you go on the internet it's there um i mean it's all all over tv but it's all dependent on you know what you focus on do you focus on what the news is and all terrible reports or you do, do you focus on what god has promised us and we know that god what god promises he won't take away from us. And so that's the insurance that we have when we go throughout life. I completely agree. And I think there is a lot of wisdom in that. Cool. Well, 
Let's end on something fun then. So, we have all been spending a lot of time in force, and a question that I've been asking to everyone is, if you could master one skill in all of this extra time that we have before you are released from quarantine, what would that skill be and why? <laughs> um, well, recently I've been thinking about learning how to paint. And uh, so I stumbled across this Instagram page where this guy makes these really super cool uh -huh. paintings. And the only way I can describe them are vector paintings. And for those who don't know, vector drawings are these drawings that don't have a lot of realism to them. They're more um, full of black and white or contrasting colors. And so that's what exactly what these cool. paintings are. Um, I'm not a fan of super sure. realistic paintings. I really like bright colors yeah. that contrast well with each other. Um, and his paintings use a lot of bright colors with minimal amounts of shading or blending, um, which I appreciate since I suck <laughs> yeah, at shading right. anything in general. Yes. So, <laughs> we are. I find his videos very okay. satisfying, so I want to try it, but not go. at the moment because okay. I'm very busy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Finals are starting to kick in and all of a sudden it's like, wait, I had all of these dreams for what this time could be. And I think a lot of us are realizing <laughs> that might not be the case. But what we did learn, at least, is if any of you are curious about uh, Vectors or Karina's story about uh, her alarm system as a kid, then you need to reach out <laughs> to her and learn a little bit more about that. I'm sure she would be happy to tell you about that story. Definitely. Cool. Well, Karina, <laughs> thank you so much for um, taking some time today to share what God's been teaching you through Psalm 91 and for um, painting us a picture of what it looks like for a family to sit down and turn to God's word together rather than kind of all succumbing to fear as a group. So I appreciate it. And I know everyone else will appreciate it. And I'm very thankful. Definitely. It's been my pleasure. Awesome. Well, everyone stay tuned because we are going to be bringing Helen Park on to talk a little bit more about Wanda Anderson's talk this past Friday at Nav Night. I have the distinct pleasure of talking with Helen Park today. Say hi to everyone, Helen. Hi. <laughs> if you spend any amount of time with Helen, You'll discover quickly that she loves the Lord. And I'm excited to hear what she has to say today because, friends, we can learn a lot from our peers who are seeking after God wholeheartedly. And that is Helen. The first time I met Helen, we had two things in common. Helen, can you remember what those two things were when we met at the Carpenter's house? Uh, I think one of them that I remember is when I think you told me that you were also you also live um live nearby the college area yeah so the townies I, yeah yeah that's the exact word that I thought of yep <laughs> I could for the on top, on top of my head right and for those of you who don't know what townies are me and Helen are both townies because we grew up in the same town where we went to college so I was a townie in Champaign, and Helen's a townie in West Lafayette. So that was one thing we had in common. Do you remember what the other thing was? Uh... <laughs> this is relationship trivia. Do you remember what book of the Bible we were both reading at the same time? 
Oh, I remember. It was Book of Jeremiah. We yep. were reading the, that, that book, and I thought it was really cool. It's like, and I, I was like, oh, I'm reading Book of Jeremiah. And you were like, me too. And I thought that was super cool. Yep, it was. We knew right away that we would be good friends. That was pretty special. So, I don't know. I figured out pretty quickly that you loved reading the Bible and you had a really sweet relationship with God. And so that's what I've started to learn about you. But let's let you tell everyone else a little bit about yourself. So maybe what year you are in school, what you're studying, maybe a fun fact. Uh, all right. So hello, everyone. I'm Helen, and I'm a junior majoring in elementary and special education. And one fact about me is that usually and most frankly, at night when I'm sleeping, I dream lots of weird and interesting dreams. <laughs> and sometimes God used those dreams to speak to me or get my attention. So that's pretty fun fact. That is a really fun fact. What is one of the weirdest dreams that you've ever had? Oh, this weirdest dream. Actually, I dreamed it last night or two nights ago. And it involves lots of people from Navigators. And it was no kidding. Really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody watch out. You never know when you're going to appear in one of Helen's dreams. That is hilarious <laughs> yeah and you're living in west lafayette right now yes yep because mom yeah, and dad because I'm, yeah. I'm one of those townie yep <laughs> townie life still living that townie life so that means yeah. in the midst of a quarantine you are still back around by mm -hmm. yeah actually last sunday my mom and i walked on purdue campus and it was it was nice. like a ghost town because no one was there. I know. I bet that was super mm -hmm. strange. Yeah. So you have been living at home, and we've been focusing on the concept mm -hmm. of home now for a long time. And this past Friday, we had Wanda Anderson talk about this idea of making your dwelling place in God. Mm -hmm. So my first question for you is, what are some ways you have been making your home in God during this time of quarantine while you physically been living at home with your family, yeah. Um, so I made my I, I made our this place that I'm living at, or this place that I am being being quarantined by law to really dedicate this place to the Lord, especially in the area of my prayer life. This season mm -hmm. has made me grow in my prayer life in the Lord. Um, as an example, during this season, God is teaching me that prayer is not just one-way communication to God, but it's a two-way communication to God. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I talk to him about anything he has we are we are sure me saying that he is here with me even i'm doing mm -hmm. this podcast he's here with me and he he's always here with me the um to filling out with filling up with many needs that yeah, I was need during this given day, and 
Whenever mm-hmm. I pray to him, he not only listens, but also loves to respond to all my prayers. So that, so yeah. this two-way com- communication with God is something special thing that God mm-hmm. has been God has been teaching me, and it is actually making my little room a sweet dwelling place. In the yeah, I'm actually talking to God like I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is it. I think you probably found too, kind of like I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus is like the best person to have living in your house because yeah. he's always present. He's a perfect listener, right? Mm-hmm. He has really good advice, yeah. and he has everything we need mm-hmm. when we're feeling unsettled, like we're feeling unsettled right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm glad that you've been able to experience that even when you've kind of been spending time by yourself Mm -hmm. in your room. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I really, the the verse that I I was thinking of was 1 Thessalonians Mm -hmm. 5.17 and it says, prayer without ceasing. And Mm -hmm. before this, I have known that verse and I have been familiar with that verse. And I actually, during the beginning of the semester, I actually pray for this upcoming school year or my junior year with that particular scripture. But Mm -hmm. during this particular season, that particular scripture from 1 Thessalonians really really make it known in my real life by helping by helping me really see what it means to pray without ceasing because I can yeah pray to God 24 7 because mm-hmm. here I can talk to him and he can respond to me yeah just like regular friendship or family relationship will go right and even better because even our family and friends yeah. sometimes are busy or have other interests where it's just hard to talk yeah. to them so it's extra special mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that verse with us yeah you're welcome yeah so that kind of leads me to this next question where, I mean, Wanda also talked about how, you know, during this time we can feel super mm-hmm. afraid and we can live in fear or we can live trusting um, that God's going to mm-hmm. take care of us, believing that his promises are true. So it's like that dichotomy between living out of fear or living out of God's promises. So I was wondering, are there any promises or a promise that you've been clinging to recently that God has given you? Yeah, so last week, and I was last week, I, it was from last Tuesday or Monday. God has, and Monday, last Monday or Tuesday, God has spoken to me that He will never leave me or forsake me. And mm. it is important to trust Him no matter what because. Because he is the, because if I, because everything in the world that I trust will all go away and fall apart. Hmm. And only my trust in the Lord will remain forever. And Hmm. last Wednesday, as I was listening to one sermon with my church small group, this one particular scripture from Hebrews really resonated with me and resonated with what God has been teaching me so this verse is from Hebrews chapter 12 verses 26 to 28 
At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he promised one more time, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. So this practical scripture really yeah, on my heart to really know that in only in God and through him, we can only trust because, because nothing will fall away or broken apart. Yeah. Can you remind us again what that scripture reference was in case anybody wants to look that up later? Uh, it's from Hebrews 12, 26 to 28. Perfect. Yeah, I love that reminder because I know that all of us can relate to that feeling right now of having all of the parts of our life being stripped away kind of one by one. A lot of the crumbly things in life are kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. But you're right, like there are things that just they won't and they won't be shaken and it's God's promises in particular his promise that he's with us and our faith in him will stand the test of time yeah that's cool thank you for sharing that with us yeah so I know that you love God's word and it's been a big blessing to me for you to be sharing with me some of the things that you've been learning even over the past handful of months but I was wondering If you could share with all of our friends today what you've been learning in God's word right now. Yeah, um, I feel really thankful for his word, first of all, because Mm -hmm. each day, uh, each day as I'm looking at his word through my daily devotion with him, there's always new lesson or new thing that God is God has been teaching me or something in his words that from his words that really touched my heart so deeply yeah. or even there are some days where I'm reading the scripture and I, and I would just be laughing because he is <laughs> funny sometimes yeah <laughs> but at, during this present moment what God is has been teaching me right now is how he is a trustworthy God and mm. no matter what, it is important to depend on him. And it is not only to, it is not only important to trust him, but also to surrender every aspect of my life to yeah. him and trust all my, all aspects of my life over to God. Yep. That's cool. Is that coming from any book or chapter in particular or those themes that you've been finding all over the Bible recently? As of present, I haven't I've been going through well, I've been going through lots of some books from the Old Testament, uh-huh. lots of laws, but overall as I was going through from the beginning of the Bible from Genesis Again and again, I I kept running into this point that he was always with his people, or yeah. he was always with his people whom they put, that whom they put 
the trust in him. And one of the main examples that I am right now thinking of or what God has, has been placing some imagery of pictures in my mind was mm-hmm. when, uh, when it's, it's right before Israelites go, Israelites would go to the Red Sea or escape the Egypt yeah. promised land. They had to trust God over about the whole plan first by as God told them to put the blood of the lamb on the door on, on their household door. Yeah. Over their place, and that will be the sign that God will protect their households and mm. eventually help them to go to the promised land. So, people who actually believe what God has said, God has said, has, has actually uh, was able to see God's work right. through that rest and all of that. So, right. Yeah, because for them, it would have been a little odd yeah. <laughs> to hear the direction, hey, put put blood on your door frame. It's like, yeah. why would that be helpful? But you're exactly right. I mean, the ones who trusted him was such a strange thing. They yeah. were the ones who got to see him work the miracle. They got to pass through the water over to the promised land. That's yeah. cool. That's a really great example. Yeah, I, I, that, that example just came to me. So thank God for that. Yeah, thank you, God, for that example. Yeah. I know that that will help a lot of people today. And it's just a good reminder. So, mm-hmm. well, that's cool. I'm glad that you've been learning a lot. And I hope that that's an encouragement to other people, too. Mm-hmm. And I know, too, um, so this upcoming Friday, we'll be talking or hearing a speaker talk a bit about how to serve our families at home. So I'm curious, are there some ways you've been able to serve your family and even your friends outside of your house during this quarantine that you can share with our friends? So first of all, first of all, when I got this question from you, it was, it it further confirmed God saying to me this week to really pray for my family Mm-hmm. So, and right now I I'm living with my parents and one brother who's one younger brother who's now a sophomore on Purdue campus. Mm-hmm. So and so this week I've been praying about my family. So one of the biggest thing that will that God is teaching me to serve our families at home during this quarantine season is to just pray over them. So and I and I found that really helpful in my life because as I've been praying for my family, it really helped help me to more focus in the Lord and align and help my heart to be more aligned with what He has planned for my family during this mm. season. Mm-hmm. And also, I've and this is. During this season where we could not go, I could not meet my church small group members or people from my church. Right. Uh, but we have been meeting through Zoom. Like we have been meeting, like navigators have been meeting through Zoom. Uh-huh. So, um, but after each small group meeting, our church small group leader or or actually our church pastor, it really impressed me upon me that he 
never forgets to call every single member of our small group just to check wow. and ask for our prayers. So that's a that's really a, and even though it's only a 10 to 15 minutes phone call that really mm-hmm. touched our family's heart that like oh he, he really is caring for us and really praying for us during this season so just a short phone call face yeah. and video chat with our friends has is really some are some important ways to be more connected with our families and friends during this quarantine. Yeah. It's cool that you say that because last week when I was talking to Tyler, we were talking about the same thing. The idea that just a simple phone call goes a really long way. Yeah. And it feels like a small thing, but when you've been sitting at home with nothing going on for a really long time, feeling like you're the only living soul on the face of the planet, Mm -hmm. getting a phone call is it's just it cheers you up it just does so Mm -hmm. yeah those are great ways to be serving friends and family and I'm glad grateful for those ideas um so we learned a lot from you today and I want to end with something fun um if you could walk away from the quarantine having mastered one skill what -hmm. would it be and why Okay, so during this quarantine season, it would um, be wonderful if I could improve in my skill to play my ukulele oh. that I got for Christmas. And the reason is, I, so I got this ukulele over Christmas break to actually incorporate it in my future classroom as a teacher to play for my students. But also I wanted to more master my skills to play this instrument because I wanted to play my ukulele and sing some worship songs that I like. Yeah. So and it would be a really a good time for me to time for me especially in my daily devotional time in the Lord to add a portion where I could also sing to him with my instruments. Yeah. How cool would it be if someday we're all able to gather together in person again to have a nav night where you can play the ukulele for people? How cool would that be? That would be cool, but I'll I'll be a little nervous. (laughs) Uh, I know there's something about being up there in front of everyone that is nerve-wracking yeah so anyway that's really cool and I don't know I just picture you in a classroom with your ukulele with a little circle of like first graders around you all singing to learning I don't know math addition what do what kids learn in first grade I think at addition, simple additions of okay. fraction. So that was odd. <laughs> yeah, right, so yeah, I think you're you're getting it. That's good. Yeah. So so basically, the first song you might need to learn is, or that you will write for yourself, will be a song about how to add up your numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But first, I need to really learn how to play the instrument first. That's right. Well, we're trusting that God does many things during this weird time of sheltering in place, but we're trusting that God also brings out divine knowledge for you. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Helen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and to share with everyone what you've been learning. I know I've learned a lot, um, especially 
prayer and how God's word can really refresh and energize us in the midst of feeling lonely and stagnant. So I appreciate it. I know everyone else appreciates it too. And so everyone stay tuned for next week. We'll be back and we'll be chatting through um, what we're going to be hearing from Lawrence Co. at Night on Friday this week on loving and serving well at home. So Helen, thanks again. And we will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.